But one of the things is we should not put pressure on ourselves to go from zero to Oprah on day one. Maybe it's not Oprah, but think about who is the Oprah of your industry? What is that like highly coveted opportunity? The thing is, you don't want that on day one because you're not going to fully be ready for it. You're listening to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, the podcast for coaches, thought leaders, and change makers who are ready to become the standout expert. If that's you, stay tuned because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and I want to help you build a successful business sharing your expertise, generate the impact and income you need to create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. Are you ready? Let's enter the lab. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, Selena. It is fantastic to have you joining me today. Thanks so much for having me, Samantha. I'm really looking forward to talking about maximizing visibility because as coaches and course creators and speakers, obviously that's something that we need to to do is to be visible so that people can, we can work with them. And what I love about the way that you talk about it is it's not just about getting publicity you know and I'm putting that in air quotes it's about impacting millions and that's why I love what you talk about because at the end of the day that's why we do what we do you know most coaches have got this heart to help so many people so when we focus on impacting millions I think that that's such an easier way to get around this topic Absolutely. Yeah. I find that the people that tend to work with me, they're not driven for fame just for the sake of it. There's a much deeper purpose. And usually it has nothing to do with them and their ego, but more like feeling like I've got this personal responsibility to get my work out into the world. So yeah, I completely resonate with that. Yeah, totally. Why don't you start off about sharing how you got into doing what you do I'm really interested in this, not just because how you started your business and you've been very successful over the past few years, but also you're an introvert. And I come across so many coaches that are introverts and they really, really struggle to get going. So how did you start? Because I think that would be a really valuable story to share. Absolutely. So I got started because when I was in my mid-20s, I had a quarter-life crisis. And so I found myself clinically depressed, having trouble getting out of bed in the mornings, trouble eating, and things got so bad that my mom flew all the way from Vancouver, Canada to New York City, where I was living, just to be by my side. She would accompany me on the subway to work as if I was like a little girl going to school. And I remember speaking to a friend and saying, you know, I just can't keep, you know, going this way. Do you know someone that can help me? And I got introduced to this life coach. And through that life coach, I got introduced to all of these new ideas from, you know, inspirational experts and authors and coaches. And I realized when people are struggling and suffering, they're not just looking for information on how to solve their problems. They're really looking for inspiration. And I feel like there's nothing more inspiring than a thought leader and a role model who embodies hope and possibility for other people who's kind of either been through that situation and is on the other side or who has helped lots and lots of people. And so, yeah, I just feel like it's so important. I think the most powerful way to make an impact is being that thought leader, sharing your ideas with the world. And so I would ask my friends, you know, have you heard of this person and that person who had impacted me so much? And they didn't know who many of these people were. And it just made me realize that some of the people that can help people the most are that best kept secret. And so I felt really motivated to, you know, help them, right, reach more people. And so as I went down this um, journey of learning about these entrepreneurs and inspirational personalities, I would join these newsletter lists, I would 
develop relationships with people that I was following. I would connect them to other entrepreneurs and to various media opportunities. And so when I did finally start my business, I had built all this goodwill. It wasn't even like strategic. It was just me showing up and looking to help and connect people because I was so excited. And, you know, today as a publicity expert, to me, it's also meaningful that you know, I'm honest about my background and who I am because I am an introvert. And when I did start a business or right before starting a business, I didn't really know if I had the personality to make it. Um, I think I had this misconception that to be good in business, you had to be like a finance person. Um, that wasn't me. And also I was more of a behind the scenes person just looking mm. to serve like, you know, be front facing. But, you know, I think it's sometimes it's hard to be what you can't see. And if you see someone that, you know, shares similar qualities, it just gives you hope and it helps you paint a bigger vision for yourself. Totally. So I know that you got started with some really amazing names, you know, Marie Forleo, Ramit Sethi. How did you create the connections with these people when you started? Because I also know that you talk a lot about the importance of building connections and building relationships, actually probably building relationships before the connections. Can you talk us a little bit through around how you managed to do that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it really was a one step a time type thing. But with Ramit Sethi, I was on his email list. I invested in his courses. I bought his book. One day I was walking home and I was you know, living in New York City and I literally like saw him on the street. And so I went up and I introduced myself to him and he was impressed by like how familiar I was with his work. And, you know, the saying is true, like the way for people to be interested in you is to be interested in them first. Um, and go to his local New York meetups and, you know, continue to develop a relationship and kind of get integrated into his network. And there are lots of ways in which I helped him. One, I remember one time he emailed me while I was in business school saying, you know, I'm looking to relaunch my website. I've got a couple of mock-ups for web pages. I would love your feedback if you have a couple minutes. Um, instead of five minutes, I actually ended up giving him more like five hours of my time. I got the email when I was in entrepreneurship class. And I left the classroom thinking this is like a million times more important. And I gathered a group of classmates. And, you know, we met in the library and I got like all this feedback and I wrote pages of like feedback and notes for him. And he was just so blown away by how I'd gone above and beyond to help him. And even though I was never, you know, his formal publicist or, you know, a marketing consultant or anything like that, just by showing up generously, he could speak to the quality of my work. And actually a later, I think it was either several months or maybe a year later, I was just like going through um, Oprah Magazine's editorial calendar, which is online. And I saw that they had a an issue on money and technology. And Ramit had come up, come out with an iPhone app called Negotiate It. So I thought, let me just pitch him, you know, and I did. And months later, he posted something on Facebook, like, oh my gosh, I don't know how they found out about me, but I'm in Oprah Magazine. And I was like, oh, that was me, you know, <laughs> there are things like that. And so you know, eventually I got opportunities to be featured as a star student of his and get promoted to his newsletter of, you know, hundreds of thousands of people. I did a video interview with him. He was one of the people that introduced me to Marie Forleo. And so it's like, you know, once you start making connections, you know, people, if they have a good experience, it introduces you to other people. So that's really how I got started. I love that. Not all of us can, you know, not all of us live in New York City or a big city where we're going to bump into people. And I absolutely, I think that's a fantastic story, by the way. That's so cool. Like if I saw, say, Gary V in the street, I swear to goodness, I think I would swallow my chewy, which is such an Australian saying, by the way. 
<laughs> so I think it's really cool that you actually even went up to him in the first place because I'm not an introvert and I think I'd be like stopped in my tracks like oh my goodness a little bit but it's one of those things where in life if there's an opportunity you just have to go for it and just kind of adding on to what you're saying you know I understand that we don't all live in New York City and we're not just gonna be walking down Main Street and our favorite influencer is standing on the corner waiting for us yeah. <laughs> I get that. but I think the bigger idea is that we all have opportunities in front of us, but oftentimes we don't seize the opportunity. You know, back to the day we were traveling more, I'm sure that many of us have been to conferences or events where maybe there were people that we wanted to speak to. We thought, oh, I don't want to bother them, or I don't know if I'm ready to. Um, or maybe we have friends that have landed media opportunities, and we could have asked them, like, how did you get that opportunity? Could you make an introduction? Or maybe, you know, a friend of yours has a podcast that you just feel too afraid to ask to be on the show because you're like, I don't know if this is going to like, you know, impact our relationship in not a positive way, but we have all these things that hold us back. It's really about not being that person that's waiting for opportunities, but being that person that is creating opportunities by going out there, adding value, helping people and also, you know, asking for support, but support from the standpoint of like, I would love to serve your audience in this way. Are there any opportunities or can I add value? Such a brilliant point, and I'm glad that you said that because I think that when you're ready, it's too late. Like you really have to get going before you're ready. Like when you get going, you're not feeling confident. When you have, you know, all of the things that you think, you know, I have to be confident or I have to wait till it's the right time. Like those things don't ever happen. Like we have to be ready to seize those opportunities. For someone that's maybe getting started, how can we get overcome the the fear like I know that I've just said that we, we never get that confidence but there's that you know there's that I feel the fear and I'm going to do this and I feel the fear and I'm stopped dead in my tracks what's the difference between those two and how can we move through that yeah I mean I have a couple of ideas and a story that I want to share but one of the things is we should not put pressure on ourselves to go from zero to Oprah on day one right so yeah right you know, and maybe it's not Oprah, but think about who is the Oprah of your industry? What is that like highly coveted opportunity? The thing is, you don't want that on day one because you're not going to fully be ready for it. You know, if Oprah's producers were like, hey, I, you know, want to introduce you to two different thought leaders and, you know, the two people do similar things. They Google one person and one person is prolific with their content. They're doing podcast interviews or writing guest posts. They go to their website and they see that all these things are happening that person's going to be seen as a real deal. The person that is putting in the work, the person that is building the, their body of work to serve people. And if they Google the other person and nothing comes up, the person hasn't done any interviews. They haven't put themselves out there. They're just kind of in their own world. They're not going to be seen as someone that is really serious about spreading their message. I also know that the more we do things, we get better. So actually that relates back to a story I want to share. So right when I started my business, I had a client who was a big fan of my work, very supportive, and she gave me an opportunity to do an interview with her, a Skype interview for her audience. I remember being nervous and really questioning whether I should do it because I would tell myself, you know, I'm more of a behind the scenes person and I just like, I'm afraid of messing up. I don't know if I'm ready for this. And then I really thought about it and I was like, this is kind of one of the, the best opportunities this is someone that believes in me. This is someone that has worked with me. You know, I know the power of publicity, even though I didn't pursue it actively for myself, but let me go ahead and do it. So I did the interview. Afterwards, I nervously watched the recording 
And I noticed that I was speaking really fast. My eye contact was terrible. I wasn't smiling. And I had my interns count my filler words. And at one point, I reached like 137 filler words. Yeah. And it was so embarrassing, like the you knows, ums, and so forth. And I remember saying, you know what, this was a disaster, complete train wreck. I should just stop. Like, we cannot release this. No one can see this. Like, this is just like proof that I can't do this. And one of my interns said, you know, honestly, Selena, I don't think it was bad. Like, I, I think it was actually really good. I think people would like it. And I remember being so stunned, like, wow, what if people actually liked it? And so I sent it out to my newsletter, not really sure what the response would be. And people were like thanking me for, you know, doing this interview and sharing my ideas. So there's a couple of big ideas that I've taken away from this that I think will help your listeners is number one is you're usually doing better than you think. Mm. You know, we are our worst critics. So we are always focused on what are we doing wrong versus looking for what are we doing right. So that's number one, right? It's not as bad as we think. And then number two is not to compare ourselves to other people. Because I think in our own minds, we have that person that we compare ourselves to. Maybe if we're looking to speak on stages, we're thinking of that person that is gracing the TED Talks stage and speaking with such eloquence. And the thing is the people that we're comparing ourselves to are usually people that are, you know, maybe at the top of their industry, maybe they're five years, 10 years, 20 years ahead of us. And they weren't that way on day one. Mm. So let's not be that way, right? The only way to bridge the gap, and that's idea number three, is we have to take imperfect action. Understanding that we're not going to be as good on day one, but that's how we're going to do the rep so that we are ready for those Oprah level, you know, opportunities. The last idea is, you know, what we've already talked about, which is really, it's about other people. You know, like I'm not doing an interview so that people can look at me and think that I'm impressive. I'm doing an interview because I have value I want to share. There are people that I want to help. There's a purpose behind it. And I really find, you know, because even up to a couple of years ago, like I would get scared about like going on stage and I, maybe I would, I haven't been on like a physical stage recently. <laughs> yeah. None of us have, right? <laughs> right? Like virtual and now I'm like super comfortable with that. But, you know, I just remind myself, you know, when I'm going on stage, it's not about me being impressive. If, if I showed up with like a full heart and I was like present and gave my all, I shared ideas that could help people, then I've done a great job. So I take the pressure off of myself and just focus it on like delivering value. And so for people that are feeling scared or introverted, I, I think the biggest thing is remembering is not about you. And then also the other ideas where we're probably doing actually better than we think. And that, you know, let's not compare ourselves to others. And we can really bridge that gap by being courageous, taking that imperfect action. Because over time, the thing that was so scary to us can actually become second nature when we take those small steps. And then it becomes actually very liberating and empowering. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. They're fabulous steps. And I love that you talk about, I guess I call it doing your apprenticeship. You know, people say, oh, you know, I just I want to be Oprah. Or I want to be on, you know, this XYZ show. And I'm like, what do you have to do now to get to that point? Because you're right. When we first start, there's lots of filler words. There's lots of you know, rabbit in the headlight or the deer in the headlight kind of moments where you think, wow, that did not go as planned or I'm sure this has happened to you, getting off an interview and thinking, oh, why did I say that answer? Like this one's heaps better. But, you know, it's like you're building up that muscle and 
you know, just getting started is a better place to go than thinking, well, I, you know, I just want to be on Oprah because, you know, I, like I often say something similar. If Oprah came across you, would she want to interview you? What is out there that makes her say, yeah, you're the person? It's, she's not just going to interview you if you've not had any, you know, lots of content or you're not showing up anywhere. So let's go down that path before we even sort of talk about that, what that publicity looks at. Can you define what publicity is? Yeah, absolutely. So publicity is all about amplifying your work, your message through these third-party platforms, whether it's traditional media like magazines, TV, newspapers, or new media like podcasts, or maybe it's a video interview on IGTV. I also really like to talk about how today the influencers and experts in our industry are part of the new media because oftentimes they do have these platforms, you know, they have email newsletters, maybe they've got a podcast and so forth. And they're also seen as these authorities that other people know, like, and trust and follow. And so, yeah, when it comes to publicity, you know, everyone can benefit from getting their message amplified on other platforms. It's just about knowing which ones are the right ones for you. Totally. So that's what publicity is. Let's talk more and tease apart the value of it. You've mentioned that the value of publicity is certainly to, you know, to amplify our message, but I'm sure there is way more reasons that we, we want to tap into publicity. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the powerful things about publicity is it's like instant credibility. Mm -hmm. You know, you could share, I don't know, online, like, oh, I'm doing this webinar and all these people are showing up. And like, people would be like, what's like family members, people, you know, like, what's a webinar? Whereas if you're like, I just got featured on Forbes, people are like, oh my goodness, you know, your parents are gonna be like, my daughter is blowing up even though there may be other things that have been more significant, but it's something that everybody understands. And, you know, here's the thing, like people pay attention to other influencers, media outlets that they know, like, and trust. And so like, I'm listening to a podcast and someone's saying, this is the go-to expert. You know, this is a person you want to follow when it comes to X, Y, Z. That means a lot more than that expert themselves, like telling everyone, hey, look at me. Even if I'm looking to buy a product and I hear, oh, this product's been featured in a magazine. There's that instant authority. Now I want it. You know, there's that. Yeah. So that's a big thing, the credibility, the prestige, which can help you also as a thought leader, if you're looking for clients in any way, attract those higher end clients to be that more sought after expert for speaking opportunities and so forth. And actually that relates to the idea that actually as you start getting publicity, new opportunities open up. Right. Publicity is going to help you with getting, you know, lucrative book deal. It's going to help you if you're looking to do more partnerships or maybe brand sponsorships or collaborations. Publicity, like being doing multiple podcast interviews can prepare you, you know, for speaking engagements and just like bigger stages. So the thing is, it's all interconnected. So there's the credibility. There's the opening the doors to new opportunities. And there's also reach. Because if you're just sharing your message on your existing platform, you're not going to be expanding, right, to new audiences. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's the only way that you grow. And truthfully, like your audience is the most important thing in your business because you can have amazing products or services, but if no one knows about them or is paying attention, then nothing's really happening, right? So it's about building that audience. And what I like about publicity is a way to form a deeper relationship, you know, whether someone is reading like an in-depth you know, guest posts that you've written, or maybe they're listening to a 30 minute or even hour long interview. When they join your email list, they are warmer, they're more connected to you. 
And there's other forms of marketing that I think are super valid when I use them myself, like paid advertising. But media is something that's, you know, earned media versus paid media. And while, you know, the message can be applied via paid marketing, it's not the same as someone that has a relationship mm. with an audience. Mm. So, you know, there definitely are differences. And I think that, you know, today we want to like really diversify our marketing mix. You know, I know people that just rely on pay advertising. What if Facebook shuts down your account? Which is not like, you know, an impossible thing. It happens all the time, you know? Yeah, it totally does. You need to have more than one strategy to build relationships and get in front of people. Totally. Now, you were talking then about things like lucrative book deals. What if there's someone listening, they haven't written a book, they haven't got any media before, how can they get started? And is it worthwhile them getting started before they're really jumping into doing those things? Yeah, I mean, for me, I've gotten started with publicity early on, as have many of my students. So here's the thing. Sometimes we think one of the reasons why we don't get started early is because we don't think we have anything to say. But, mm. Yeah, you know, have a business. There is a reason why we created our business. There's a passion. There's a purpose behind it. There's a story behind it. Oftentimes we are helping people, whether they are paid clients or even pro bono clients. Maybe we're already sharing our knowledge on social media, sharing our tips or ideas or having conversations with people. But all of us have expertise that where we know more than the average person and we can help people with that expertise and we have a personal story a passion and perspective. And so all of these things that you already have and all these things that you're already doing could be amplified if you put them out on media platforms. Mm, totally. So what sort of story should we share? Because I know that, and I've heard this all the time, that people in media, they're looking for help, that, yeah. you know, they've got cert, they've got spots that they need to fill so that anytime we're able to help, of course, they're going to take us up on our offer. But what exactly are we trying to share? What are the stories that we should be tapping into? How do we know what to share and what not to share? Yeah, I mean, there's three main things that the media is looking for mm -hmm. when they're reading stories. So the first thing is they're looking for content that is going to add value to their readers. So even if we have an ultimate objective, we can't come off from the standpoint of, oh, I've got a group program, so now I want publicity about my group program. The media wants to know what is the idea that you're going to share that's going to add value mm -hmm. to the audience. In particular, they like ideas that are actionable versus like high level and theoretical, but okay, how can I put this idea into action so that by the time the person finishes the article, they've got three simple steps that they can take, you know? So how-to articles or how-to content, you know, tends to be very popular. Another thing is the media is looking for story ideas that are timely. You know, right now, just because we're still kind of in the age of COVID, a lot of media outlets like have, you know, their, their producers or journalists are told like, we want to make sure to be reporting on COVID or, you know, whatever is hot, you know, right now in society and so forth. And, you know, I actually, yeah, I have like a media calendar where I also like break down all that stuff. But like every month there's different like key themes um, that the media is looking for. And if you can tie yourself to that idea, it's really going to help. Mm. And then the thing is they're looking for stories that are emotionally charged, you know, where someone reads this and they're so moved by it. And things that are emotionally charged are things that are surprising. Maybe they are things that are shocking, things that are moving, things that are vulnerable. 
And you don't need to have all of these three elements, but if you have, you know, I mean, a minimum one of them, then you're moving in the right direction where you have something that the media, you know, maybe interested in. Mm. I think the biggest takeaway that I get from what you're talking about is that we really need to think through the eyes of the person that's promoting that media. And I feel that a lot of people get caught up thinking, I want to get featured. I've got something I want to sell. You know, I want to fill this program. Um, you know, it's all about me, but it's that, you know, changing that switch. So it's what value can I add that will automatically bring that, but sort of down the track? Right. Yeah, exactly. Totally. How do you know if you're ready for publicity? How do you know if you're ready? It's really a decision because everyone is ready. Because like I said, you know, we have a story, a purpose, a passion. We have ideas. That being said, you know, everyone may have a different approach to publicity. Like for me, I tend to batch my publicity. Like once a year, I launch my Impacting Millions program. And that's basically me showing entrepreneurs how to get publicity um, so that they are no longer that best kept secret. So I will do a lot of publicity like around the launch. And then for the rest of the year, I just kind of focus on serving my clients and doing other things. And there is that power of like, all of a sudden you're being seen everywhere. And then there's other people that like, they want to get their reps in and they want to do it consistently. Like maybe their goal is to do one or two interviews a month. And if you do that consistently over the course of the year, you'll have like 10 to like 24 interviews, mm-hmm. right? And that's really a powerful way to quickly build your body of work. And that's just in one year. Imagine if you were to do that for, you know, two years or three years, mm. right? What your, your footprint would be. And I find that, you know, when people are looking to hire someone, I find like when people look to join my program, they will put my name in Google. And the first things that are going to come up for everyone are going to be their website, their social media profiles. But immediately following that is any media they've gotten. And people even listen to interviews from like two, three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get kind of surprised because it's like, it's not like I just released that last month or anything, but they're listening to it because they want to feel like they're doing their homework mm-hmm. before they can make investment. So, you know, put stuff out there that's going to help people find you. And yeah, I just, I think that, you know, everyone is ready. It's just whether you decide, like, you want to make a conscious effort to put yourself out there. The other thing that, you know, I just like to share with people is a lot of times that like, people will look at others and be like, oh, I could do that. Like, you know, why is she getting all the opportunities and I'm not? And the reason why she is getting the opportunities is because she is putting herself out there. She is picky, is asking, she is helping, she is serving. And so a lot of us are, you know, I get it because I, you know, I understand, you know, being introverted and shy, but we're sitting on the sidelines and it's not because even we've been turned down. It's because we never put ourselves out there in the first place. It's so, so true. And the, you were just talking about, you know, showing up on Google and it's just so important. I think now even more than ever, because obviously during the pandemic, people are online more than ever. And that no like, and trust has it's sort of come back a little bit. It's retreated a little bit as we're not seeing people in person. So people really want to know that they feel like they know, like, and trust you. They need to do their homework because there's a lot of noise online. There's a lot of smoke screens. So people I'm, I'm finding are doing way more homework now than what they were, which is a really, really good thing. And it's, yeah. uh, you know, and the perfect opportunity for people that are, you know, out there delivering value, you know, giving true expert value to make sure that they're the ones that actually are 
you know, getting their programs out there rather than, you know, the, the, the sharks. Let's call them the sharks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now, Absolutely. Now I, and I feel, yeah, it's just, you know, I think doing interviews is a way for people to really understand like what's important, how you're different from others, you know, so they are picking people that really do care about them. Totally, totally. Now, I know that you've got a three-part video series on how to score high-profile media attention. Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, what why people would want to, to tune into this? Yes, absolutely. So once a year, I release my three-part Impacting Millions publicity video series. So there's just three short videos that really show people how to start getting media for themselves today. And with each video, there is a free gift that accompanies it. The first one is a list of 200 media outlets. So, you know, to really get people's wheels turning about places where they might like to be featured. The second gift is a 12-month publicity calendar. So it's over 40-plus pages full of story ideas, dates, and special hooks to be timely and relevant to get into the media now. And then the third gift is a seven-step action plan to put all the publicity pieces together in the right order so it really makes a true impact in their business. So I know they can go to samanthareilly.global slash publicity to go ahead and get that video series. Something also really exciting, super cool, is when you go and sign up for the video series, one person is going to have a chance to win an all-expenses-paid trip to Puerto Rico to hang out with me because this is where I live and also come to a really fun entrepreneur's dinner party. So, I mean, paid trip, tips to get free publicity, media calendar, media list. I think there's no reason why they should not be running to go ahead and download that. I cannot agree more. That's like the ultimate, the ultimate prize, gift. I can't even think of another word. That's just, for someone that's been stuck at home for a year, that just sounds amazing in itself, just the trip. But for everything that we've talked about, to have all of that value there so that, you know, if you haven't got started in your publicity journey to to get those tips and tricks so that you can put what Celine has been talking about into practice straight away, I thoroughly recommend that you go and get a copy of that or go and have a look at that. And of course, as usual, we will put the link in the show notes. Selena, you shared so much today. For us to call this episode complete, to be finished in a beautiful box with a big bow on the top, what would you like to leave our listeners with? Yeah, I think the final thing that I would say is when you're thinking about getting publicity, it's so much more than just landing an interview or an article. It's really about making a decision to really step into your purpose and highest potential. You know, I'm the kind of person where I don't want to feel like I never knew what I could accomplish, you know? And, you know, we can kind of stay that best kept secret and be helping a handful of people, or we can be putting ourselves out there and really making that conscious effort to get our work in front of thousands of new people, if not hundreds of thousands, or maybe even millions of people, right? And just when you think about the doors that can open um, the opportunities, the impact that you can make. I think it's really a no-brainer for people that really are serious about reaching lots of people and really just helping change more lives. Mm, I love that. Selena, thanks so much for coming on the show today and dropping so many value bombs. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks, Sam. Today's episode may be over, but let's continue the conversation. Head on over to the Thought Leaders Business Lab community on Facebook and connect with other entrepreneurs who are building and scaling their business too. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab.